Hey Trailblazers, it's great to be back on the podcast. I know that you guys have been loving the content I've been sharing on my stories lately, a lot of which has been around mindset and limiting beliefs and a lot about leadership as well. I've been on a little bit of a trailblazing adventure in that I am trailblazing in my own business. I am exploring and taking leaps, experimenting and putting out there different kind of different kinds of content that I normally wouldn't and you guys are responding very very positively to it, which I absolutely love because you know what business building should be dynamic. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable, it should be experimental, and none of this linear, predictable stuff. Anytime my business starts to get predictable, even my content, when it starts to get predictable and repetitive, I kind of go, icky, no, yuck, I'm going to venture out, I'm going to rebel and do something different. And it's been working for me. So, you know, it's not really something I can give you guys a formula for just yet, but I am experimenting and testing my own methods and documenting the process so that I can teach you guys how to do the exact same in your businesses so that you can help yourself grow and stay passionate in your work. All right, today's episode is all about being emotionally rich, okay? And I've titled this Financially Broke, versus emotionally rich. This is a topic that came to mind earlier this week and I love this topic absolutely with everything in me because I feel like we don't talk a lot about this and we don't get taught how to even discern whether we are emotionally wealthy, right? And I felt like I needed to talk to you guys about this in particular because so many of you are new in your entrepreneurial ventures, new in your business building, and you get easily caught up with the idea that you need to have income coming in. You know, a lot of people start their own businesses or start their online businesses because they want to create financial freedom for themselves and flexibility in their schedule, which isn't inherently wrong. That's why I started. But the thing is, a lot of this is coming from a place of wanting or chasing material wealth or tangible things, tangible riches, which again, isn't a wrong thing. It's more that a lot of our desire in the beginning is going to be this, because it's all we know to expect. But here's the thing. As I always say, entrepreneurship is a personal development journey. And as you begin this work, you'll realize that so many shifts need to happen internally for you to succeed as an entrepreneur. So many shifts need to happen in your mindset and in your thought life so that you can keep running the race when it gets hard. And these are shifts that sometimes we consciously make and other times we just power on through and do everything we can to make it through the tough season and then we learn on the other side when we look back in retrospect. But both ways highlight that the entrepreneurial journey is one of growth and transformation internally 
And all of this to say that it is so valuable to know just how powerful it is to be emotionally and mentally healthy. See, we place a lot of emphasis on being materialistically, that's not a word, materially wealthy because it's the thing that we think will give us the most pleasure or satisfaction in life. I've fallen victim to it too. You know, I've chased wanting the apartment, the dream apartment. I've chased wanting to have um, my clients filled, uh, my books filled with clients. I've chased, you know, the 20K months, the 50K months. And I've reached these levels that I thought would make me happy only to realize that, in fact, I am exactly the same as I was when I didn't have these things. And it just goes to show that material things do not make us happy. And you probably already know this, right? But I want to highlight to you how you know that you are not emotionally rich, right? In this episode, you're going to learn how to shift from placing so much value on being materially wealthy or materially rich to placing more value on being emotionally sufficient and mentally abundant. I'm going to teach you how to make this shift and what needs to happen. But first, I want to highlight what it looks like to be emotionally broke, all right, or mentally unhealthy. And and this is in context of, obviously, business and entrepreneurship. But, I mean, it can apply to every area of your life outside of this, too. I have no doubt about that. So the first thing I can think of is that you know you're emotionally broke when you chase wealth, money, materialistic things, but you do so at the expense of your well-being. I saw this and I see this in a lot of um, a lot of my community that I grew up around, where it was just constant hustle and grind, right? Like I immigrated from the Philippines with my family. And my parents had to hustle to make a dollar. They had to put in the work and do every job they possibly could to put us through school. And it was always at the detriment of their health and their relationship with us as their children. And so as a result, we, you know, my siblings and I rarely had our parents around because they were always working. Now, I don't blame them. They were just doing with their resources what they what they knew best to do, right? But this is the beauty of living in this day and age, having access to technology, being able to be mentored and to invest in hiring a coach, you know, and growing your mind and your capacity to actually think of ways to make money that doesn't have to burn you into the ground. This is the beauty of the work that we do. Because what I saw growing up was that in order to make money or or in order to have material wealth, I needed to hustle myself into the ground. Well-being, joy, freedom did not sit at the same table as, you know, easy work and sitting back and not doing anything. 
in the environment, the context that I grew up around, you had to hustle. And if you weren't hustling, you weren't going to make money. But it's so counterintuitive to me now when I enter this field of work where doing less is more, where mindset work is more important than doing all the strategy, where continuing to burn yourself into the ground and work late hours into the night is actually going to negatively affect your business. Like, it sounds very woo-woo until you experience it, right? And if you are building a business right now and you are running yourself into the ground, you're feeling extremely exhausted all the time and you're wondering, why are things still not changing in my business? If you've hit that kind of low-level plateau where you have hustled yourself into the ground trying to make things work and things just won't budge, chances are you are not only you know, struggling financially, materialistically, but you're also struggling emotionally and mentally. This is, an, this is evidence of being emotionally bankrupt. When you chase these things, these wealth, this wealth, this materialistic thing, um, even making money to pay the bills, when you chase this thing at the expense of your well-being, when you can't say no to a shift, because your body is telling you it needs to rest, when you can't say say no, it's an indicator that you value this material wealth more than you value yourself, right? Another indicator is to you, there is no such thing as enough, right? Let's say you worked hard and you actually made the money and you were actually at a point where, you know, you pay your debt, you build the dream business, you know, you've got all the money that you need. You've got all the material things that you want. When you get to that place and that is still not enough and you are still unhappy, chances are you are emotionally broke. Notice how there's like a pattern of hustle and chasing. It's this sense of always being discontent. It's a common pattern because our emotional well-being and our mental well-being stems back down to our ultimate cords, our actual being. We are human beings and not human doings. I teach this inside my program. And I talk a lot about you could get away with building your business just doing. You know, doing this, trying this method, paying for this program, hiring that coach, doing, doing, doing. But as far as you could get it, you will either slow down or hit a plateau or completely burn yourself out if you never pay attention to your being. And your being is everything from the amount of rest that you need and your humanness, including the fact that you have emotions and you have actual thoughts and reactions to things. If you don't listen to who you're being, you're going to severely take away from your own potential. You as a being is the most unique thing on this universe. And that is the source of your power. It's what's going to give you the most brilliant ideas. It's what's going to allow you to stand out from the competition. So when you are constantly chasing the doing or the material things, never actually acknowledge that you have a brain with thoughts and you have emotions that should be listened to, then you will always be chasing. And being broke ain't fun. You guys know that. So what more when you are emotionally and mentally 
bankrupt. It's toxic. It's toxic not just to your business, but to your life and the people around it. And an example of, you know, there's no such thing as enough for the person who's emotionally bankrupt is they chase, let's say, building success in their business, scaling clients, but there's no amount of achievement or accomplishment that could make you feel unhappy. You build this business, you go to work on it, but you don't love it. You aren't passionate about it. It doesn't light you up. It's just a means to an end. And how many of you guys know that this kind of business building is not what we need out there in the world? And it's not what will last either. So that being said, now, how do we get you guys flipping the switch from chasing financial and material wealth to prioritizing emotional and mental well-being? Well, let's start with the value we place on material things. Ask yourself, how much does investing in your mind matter to you? And then ask yourself, how much have you actually invested in your mind? See, our minds are the greatest assets that we have. I'm sure that our hands, our fingers, our legs, our feet, every other part of our body, our physical body, They all play such a significant role, but they are all directed and orchestrated by the power of our minds. It is our minds that tell everything to function. And not just your your hands and your feet and your limbs, it's your organs, your vital organs. If there are parts of your brain that do not work, then the your actual physical body will not work to its fullest capacity. Your mobility will be affected. Your coordination, like there's so much. And then your basic functioning, your ability to breathe properly, your ability to talk, your heart's ability to pump. Like these are all powered by our mind. Not our mind, our, our brain. And so what then is the power of the mind? Well, if... I'm no scientist, I'm no neurologist, but in my own language, I would I would basically describe the mind as the control center that consciously allows things into our realities. It allows our hands to pick up the phone when we decide that we're going to pick up the phone. Our mind is the conscious gatekeeper, right? In the same way that let's say a person who's experienced trauma will rehearse involuntarily in their mind the same traumatic experience in their mind and strengthen that memory, causing them to to react and to, to respond in a way that repeats the trauma and strengthens the trauma, is the same way that you and I can unlearn certain things, we can tell our minds, we can tell our brains what to do, how to react, how to feel. But so many of us never even, number one, realize that that is within our power. We play victim to our thoughts and we think, you know, I'm just like that. Or I always think this way. I can't stop it. We just play victim. Or number two, we know, but we just don't try. Right? We know that our minds are so powerful, but 
it's too hard. <laughs> we tell ourselves it's too hard to work on our minds. I've tried before. I've started a journal. I've set a resolution. But guys, guys, once again, I'm going to circle back. It's not about changing your doing. It's ultimately understanding your being that's going to make the shift. And from understanding your being, you can then reprogram what is going on. Mind management, thought management is an art and you have to practice it because no one teaches you. But once you learn this work, which is why my clients, when they come out of coaching with me, they don't just get to build businesses that they love and get the support around strategy. Their entire lives change because they are learning tools that are ultimately going to give them power in life. And we learn mastering our mind specifically in entrepreneurship because it's such a terrifying space for so many of us. There is so much risk taking and, you know, foreign territory that you have to cover that, of course, there's going to be so much fear, so much imposter syndrome, so many doubts that you're going to want to shy away and tell yourself that you're not capable. And every little fear and trauma that you've had in your upbringing, in your childhood is going to surface, whether it be literally as is or subconsciously through your actions, it is going to surface. But imagine, right? Imagine if you shifted placing value on financial and material wealth to placing even more value on, on learning about your thoughts and how to master them. Imagine having such a strong mental agency, mental muscle, that even if everything you had and had worked hard for were to be taken away, that you would be totally okay with that. Because you knew you could create it back. You could make it happen. That to me is much more powerful and valuable than having the, all the things but not being mentally resilient. Mental resilience is built through practice. So when I ask you how much do you actually invest in your mind and learning how to manage it, my question is really trying to get at the fact that our minds are our greatest assets. And there are so many tools within reach, and yet we are not utilizing them. Not because they're not there, but because we just do not realize how dramatically different our lives would be if we knew exactly what it would be like to actually be emotionally and mentally abundant. Like, I kid you not, I sign clients on and they reach levels of mental resilience and abundance that they have never reached in their life, that they feel so incredibly powerful that they go out after months of signing no clients, literally the day after our call, will sign a client. And I've had someone literally moments after our call, like hours, just a few hours after our call, sign a client after months of six months of no clients, right? It is powerful to not only have someone who will believe that you are capable, 
but to have the tools. All right. So moving on. Another thing that we can do is to really intentionally get healthy in your thought life. And like when we go on a diet or when we try to, you know, embark on a transformational journey, a lot of the time we set goals, like we make a big list and we start to set boundaries. We set like discipline of I'm going to go to bed at this time. I'm going to have this kind of food. I'm only going to eat this much calories. I'm going to go to the gym X amount of times a week. We start to create a game plan, right? We get intentional with getting healthy. Now, this is one level, one degree of change that I want you to initiate. Get serious about getting mentally fit. And then, like I said earlier, it's not just about the doing, it's about shifting the being. So shifting your being is shifting the belief that is underlying everything that you do and Ultimately, it stems from who you are. So let's go into what it looks like to intentionally shift your being then. Intentionally shifting your being begins with you getting clear on what your core beliefs are. Your core beliefs about being rich and having money are going to say a lot about where you've come from. So let's use an example. If your core belief about money is money or having X amount of money will make me significantly happy because it will allow me the flexibility and the freedom to be able to, let's say, travel. If that's a core belief of yours that money will grant you flexibility, freedom, and happiness then you will associate not having money to the opposite, to being restricted, not having freedom, and ultimately not being able to go anywhere. And so you will live a life that is so polarizingly different, you will never go and travel unless you feel like you have enough money and you will hoard all the money that you have to feel secure until something clicks and you go, okay, good, I'm rich now. I can go and travel now. I can say I'm financially free now. But the thing is, that never ever happens, right? It's like dangling a carrot and uh, maybe not carrot because no one actually likes carrots. But let's say dangling a donut in front of you on a fishing rod while running on a treadmill you are never actually going to get closer to that shift or to that switch because just as human nature is, we are always going to be moving our own goalpost forward. We're never going to let ourselves score because that's how hard we are on ourselves, right? And even if you let yourself score... If you haven't shifted at the level of being and believing, if you haven't shifted the belief that you don't need to be rich or materially wealthy in order to create happiness, in order to have flexibility, that you can literally today decide that you have enough, you can consciously decide that you're going to take a day off and have the flexibility then. 
Like, there are so many things that you can do today, tomorrow, next week. You don't have to wait. But you tell yourself that you have to because you are so hard on yourself. And it's because you're human. I just filmed an episode for my uh, private podcast for my students in my community. And I talked about, the topic was literally, you are too hard on yourself. And it was the most life-changing, thought-provoking episode I have ever recorded. If you guys are interested in joining that private podcast, please shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to add you in. There are limited spots and the spots get filled up as people come and people go, but definitely claim your spot if you want it. But see, this this is exactly what I mean, (laughs) right? So when you get intentionally healthy, don't just create the disciplines of writing your affirmations and journaling and so on. Yes, do those things, but do it as well in conjunction with having the intention of actually learning about yourself and then unlearning the beliefs that aren't serving you. So maybe it's not about saying, I need to have XYZ amount of money to be happy, to have financial freedom and to travel. Maybe it's about going, I have this much and I want to have a staycation and I want to do it next weekend. If you initiate action on that degree of belief that money is not the thing that will give you happiness, it's the conscious decision to give yourself access to things that will make you happy, then you will find that you actually will make a way. You will reschedule things. You will book your flight. You know, I did this recently with my Tasmania trip. I didn't have, I didn't want to do it because I was so resistant. I didn't want to celebrate. I didn't feel the need to celebrate because I felt like I had already spent so much money on myself celebrating incrementally in the last few months of my little wins. But this is a year out from like my one year anniversary building my business. And I didn't, I didn't see it as a big deal, but apparently my coach did. And she said, you are going to drop everything and book yourself a trip. I had to force myself to book this flight and then I got excited, (laughs) right? So when you allow yourself access by deciding that it is yours already and it can be yours as soon as you want it, you clear the path and the universe helps you make it happen. It, whether it's universe or God, it's completely up to you in what level of belief you practice. But realize that you deciding is a huge practice of having mental abundance, right? And emotionally, emotional wealth, I think, really comes down to knowing yourself well enough, right? Like, emotional wealth is not having, it's not hoarding emotions. It's completely opposite. And same thing with mental, mental wealth and abundance. It's not knowing all the things. Emotional and mental abundance is being so aware, And that's the key here, awareness. The more aware you can become of your emotional and mental state, the more rich your life will become, right? Because why would you, like, would you rather be broke or would you rather be rich, right? That question, 
But if you were, what if you were broke but super intelligent and could problem solve and fix things and be so innovative and be creative and be confident because you know how to harness the power of your mind, because you know how to self-coach. You could create literally any result in your life. You could be successful in any industry because of that mental agency that you have. But imagine having all the things, but not being able to be mentally resilient. Seriously, like you could have all the things, but you'll probably lose all of it. You'll probably spend it all and you won't know why either. You'll just be like, I don't know what happened. It was, I had it and then it was gone. Right? Our subconscious likes to sabotage us. (laughs) Our subconscious likes to bring up our old nature, deep-seated natures, and trickle them into our day-to-day lives. Unless we manage our thoughts, we will never be able to get to the root. And an example that I may have used before, I know I used it in a training recently, one of my modules, was about how like lottery ticket winners, lottery ticket winners, lottery winners, they win millions of dollars and they get, they become rich overnight, but within a year or two, they're back where they started. They lose it all because they are programmed at that present moment, the night before they became wealthy, to believe that having less is normal. It's their norm. Not having enough is their norm. Not being rich is their norm. And so money is hard. Having money is not normal, right? And and the safe space for them is in that exact place. Not having money, making money is hard. But then they make the money, not really make, they get the money from winning the lotto. Nothing shifted in their being. Nothing shifted in their mind, They just all of a sudden now have the things. They have the money to spend. And so even though they have the money, they spend it all. They don't know what to do with it because their subconscious sabotages them. Their subconscious tells them it is safer for you to be in this place of not having money than for you to have money. It is safer for you to see that making money is hard and that you don't, you are so used to not having money that you would rather not have this money. But they don't go around saying, I want to be broke. I don't want to have this money that I've made. But that's what happens, right? And this is why even in business, even when we sign a client, even when we make money, we can't sit with that money. We spend it or we tell ourselves it's still not enough, right? So become so aware of what is going on. And I promise Things will shift because awareness is one of the most empowering things ever. Awareness alone. You don't even need to know the answer and it's good to not know the answer. It's better to become more aware and more in tune with yourself and then to take action from that place of awareness. Just respond. Become aware of how you feel. Respond to that feeling right? Lean into that. Lean into it. All right. So three things that you can do to take away, to take this away. Number one, educate yourself. Read books. Listen to podcasts, right? Educate yourself. There are so many resources out there that will teach you how to manage your mind 
whether you like learning it in the scientific way or the um, more spiritual way, there are so many ways to understand your mind and your emotions. And it is so important that you invest. If you are investing in Gucci shoes, Chanel handbags, branded everything, and yet you invest zero into your mind and into your learning, what does that say? What does that say about your ability to self-lead and the value you place on your greatest asset, right? As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, your mind always comes first because your mind is what will create you the wealth. It's what will create you the results. Secondly, get a mentor. If not a paid coach, find someone that you who, that is living a life that you desire. They are modeling things and practices and literally living in the results that you desire. When someone else has done the work before you, when they have created the result and it is evident already, you stop overthinking. When you come under this person, you stop overthinking. You stop doubting because you know that you are held. You know that it is possible, that it is safe because this person has modeled it already. This is the power of having a mentor and a coach, right? There are many ways to learn things, like I said, but when you start to get serious about where you want to go, what you want to build, and the results you want to make, then you're going to need some serious accountability. And not just accountability, like the friends who will give you a pat on the back and tell you you're doing great, but you need someone who really truly gets you, has the skills and the knowledge and is also inside your business with you and even inside your mind with you. That's a little bit of a vivid analogy, but truly, that's how I feel when I'm helping my clients through their mindset. If, I'm, if we're working through sales training and, and they're struggling to, to close sales, there's always a root and it always boils down to mindset which is what's so powerful about being in a container like that, a safe space like that, right? And lastly, do the deep, uncomfortable inner work. Whether you're vlogging or journaling, whatever it is that you're doing, make it part of your intentional, habitual practice to get to know yourself better. See yourself as outside of yourself and ask yourself, how can I better get to know you? Like when I journal, I used to journal to attack myself. <laughs> like I literally would use self-coaching against myself to hurt myself. I would, I would call out the things that I was doing wrong, the things I was unhappy with. And I would say, you know, instead I need to shift this. I need to make this change and I need to do this. And, you know, it's hard that I'm not like, I'm literally just like, calling out everything I'm not doing and everything I'm struggling to do and I'm not actually helping myself. I used to journal like this and you guys might find that that's how you're journaling too and that's why you're actually internally resistant to journaling because you're not doing it right. Doing it well, self-coaching yourself well, is not about fixing yourself or telling yourself of all the things that you're not doing right and then saying, I just need to start doing this and I will do this. Sometimes it's not as easy as that. Sometimes it's a matter of just building awareness. And just like you would to a friend that is, you know, um, just 
is upset, let's say your friend is upset and she needs support, you wouldn't tell her, just do this and get up and, you know, you would love on her unconditionally. And you would say, hey, what's going on? What happened? Why is that the case? Where is this coming from? That's how you need to talk to yourself. That inner dialogue that you have with yourself on a day-to-day basis is going to change your life. It has changed mine. It has changed my clients' lives. And it's going to change yours if you start doing it. All right. That is today's episode. Being financially broke versus emotionally rich. Now, as promised, if you've made it to the end of this episode, I mentioned in my stories and on my Instagram that I am hosting a Become a Coach seminar. This is a seminar that I am hosting on the 19th, my bad, on the 15th of May. So the 15th of May, it's a Saturday, 9 a.m. AEDT. Once again, 15th of May, 9 a.m. AEDT. I'm hosting an online seminar for any of you guys who are interested in this work, right? If all of, if anything that I've said today has stood out to you as something that you want to get mentored in, or you want to do this for somebody else because you love helping people, then coaching and mentorship is definitely down your avenue. And I would encourage you to attend this seminar. It's totally free, no strings attached, to ask any questions you have about coaching. In that seminar, I'm going to dive into my business model, how I became a coach, whether it's profitable, which it is, (laughs) but I'm going to show you how it's profitable, how to create a scalable business, and all of the like. So much gold, so much value, and if you are just dabbling in potentially hiring or becoming a mentor yourself, please check it out because this is going to give you guys the keys to get started, right? It's going to give you a glimpse or more than a glimpse. It's going to give you the full scope of how I made it happen for myself and whether it's a good fit for you. And you can go from there, all right? I hope you'll see. I hope I'll see you there, but please message me, DM me on Instagram. And from there, I will chat to you and we'll book your seat in and we'll make sure that you don't miss out. Spots are limited, but make sure you bring a friend. If you know that they are interested in this work too, don't come alone, right? All right, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. I really enjoyed filming this and I hope that you guys got a lot of value from this episode.